You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's say hello to another member of that broadcast team. It's Joe Rose, the former Dolphins tight end. Joe, Brian Weber, Cordell Stewart with you. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us on the NFL on TuneIn. Now the Dolphins have used the franchise tag on Jarvis Landry. Do you think there's a real chance they could trade him? Well, I'll tell you what, it, it's, uh, it's been a hot topic. I think there is. Uh, boy, I'll tell you what, I have never studied the franchise tag and paid more attention to it than I with with the move that the uh, Miami Dolphins made on the first day that you could tag somebody. They jumped right on it, and uh, I know a lot of people are, are scratching their head. Why, why did you need to do it so early? Uh, there is a belief by some that they got the combine coming up. As you guys know, that's when a lot of business gets done besides watching guys run and jump and lift and catch and throw that uh, there could be some, uh, some, some, some uh, workings going on between uh, other NFL teams and the Miami Dolphins. We're really curious to see how this is going to play out. Uh, I know Jarvis wants a lot of money. And listen, he's put up big numbers as far as catches go. He's one of the best players on the team. He's young. Uh, you know, he's only 25 years old. So we're just uh, all kind of watching to see the Dolphins. You know, he's a slot receiver. He says, I'm not a slot receiver. I'm a receiver. And I want 15 plus million or close to it per year, if not a little bit more. Joe, how does, how does this team handle the quarterback position? Because you have Matt Moore sitting there after Ryan Tannehill went down. You go straight to the booth. You end up grabbing a, a Jake Cutler, and you saw how that worked out. Right. What do they do moving forward? Is it a draft? Is it free agency? Or do they just stick with Ryan Tannehill as he comes back and he's healthy? Cordell, I, I think to start with, uh, my gut feeling is, and, and talking to guys a little bit is, they made it clear that Ryan Tannehill's a starting quarterback. Uh, he, he knows he's getting ready right now. I saw him at camp uh, a few days ago. He, he's not looking over his shoulder. Ryan, you're the starting quarterback. The question is going to be, because uh, I think the Dolphins are in play for a quarterback at 11, according to which of the four guys drops. And if the Dolphins like one of those guys, uh, they're putting in a lot of time. We were out uh, the first week after the hurricane out here. Dolphins were out in L.A. for extra time before getting ready for their game with the Chargers and spent a lot of time at both USC and UCLA taking a look at uh, both Darnold and, and Rosen. And at the Senior Bowl had everybody there, including Dan Marino, uh, taking a look at the other two quarterbacks. So, uh, I think where they're picking, I think they realize there's a good chance they can get one of those quarterbacks if they like him. So I think a first round would not be surprised at all to see the Dolphins take a quarterback in the first or second round. who will start the year as a backup quarterback, most likely. Chatting with Joe Rose from the Dolphins Radio Network. Joe, what has Ndamukong Sue meant to this defense since he signed that mega deal with the Dolphins? And since we're always talking about money, what do you make of reports <laughs> the Dolphins could be looking to trade or release him? Why is it when I played, nobody ever talked about money? We didn't make any money. And now, <laughs> you're right. Hey, I spent all morning on my show talking about Ndamukong Sue and the third largest amount of money uh, on a cap on a team right now outside of two quarterbacks. He's a defensive tackle. It's a big, big number right now for a guy that, that plays defensive tackle. And, and so it is – I go back to this, and I have to do this with Jarvis and Indami Kinsu. Uh, if the Dolphins can make a work, you try to keep those guys, right? They're two of your best players on the team. 
Uh, this team doesn't have a lot of really, really good players, so I, I think you got to keep those guys. Uh, and Dominican Sue is – he gets double-teamed a lot. He is a tough son of a gun. He, he brings something to that defensive line that those young guys follow. And the, and the thing about him is he, he doesn't miss many snaps. That guy, he plays. He plays hard. Um, I thought he did a lot better job with leadership with the other rookie defensive tackles. Two of them played a lot last year. So um, – I think they keep him. I know there's word it's such a big number. Maybe they release him. Maybe they trade him. He can make a lot of money the next couple of years. Uh, I don't know how much other teams are willing to pay Indomitian Sue, and if they want to pick up that contract, I think he'll be here next year. Joe, when you look at how last season started, there was a, a tremendous amount of frustration coming from Coach Head Adam Gaze in a sense of, you know, these guys being inconsistent, the team, uh, right. not being able to run the football well, not being able to tackle well, not making throws or what have you. But then Jay Ajayi ends up leaving, get ran out of town to go to Philly, and he's a big part of the reason why this team ended up going to a Super Bowl. How does that make some of these, let's just say, decisions that are made sometimes with coaches where they think they're the reason why they need to have success, but it's really not. It's really more about the players. How does it make them look? Well, I'll just go back to uh, the J train, uh, and I love the guy. I love the attitude he brings. Uh, you love after the first hit, the guy's as good as there is, breaking tackles, getting extra yards. He runs hard, and that guy plays with an attitude that you just absolutely love, and he was really popular. Uh, I think that little English accent that he has, too, that helped a lot, too. That, that helped when, when he talked. That was big. But I will say this, um, it is interesting because the team has been was sloppy last year, second in the league in penalties, had a lot of plays called back, uh, mistakes, mental mistakes. Uh, and, and as you know, as that stuff goes on, uh, I don't know what happened inside the locker room. You know, we, we've heard things happen, and guys were over the top either the way they talked to the coaches or, 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 or those type of things. Whatever it was, team didn't score enough points. I look at the talent they have, and I'm starting to sound like the Lone Ranger with this because people are like, hey, they scored 17 points a game. Stop with all the talent. But I just look at the names on the back of those jerseys, and I just expected more with J-Train and, and after J-Left. And it just didn't happen. Uh, very frustrating. And as you know, when play gets like that and it looks sloppy and you don't score points and you have all those penalties, it makes coaches look real, real bad. So going ahead and, and trying to clean things up and, and you talk about getting better leadership, uh, boy, I'll tell you, uh, all of a sudden in just one year, there's a lot more heat on this organization than there was a year ago for sure. And Joe, to follow up on that, obviously the Dolphins with the historical challenge of playing in the same division as the Patriots, but looking at the roster and looking at the talent in South Florida, how close do you think this team is to being a legitimate playoff contender? Oh, I still think we got a, a ways to go. I, I, I'm as frustrated as, as the fan base. Uh, this I, I, they do understand it's got to be built mostly through the draft. You guys obviously know that we got to hit on draft picks. The higher the draft pick, the, the better they need to be. I know it doesn't always work like that, and we've had our share of bust here in early rounds. But they got to build it around these young guys that they've drafted the last couple years. It, it's got to go. I think the Dolphins realize now after Indomitian Sue's huge contract. 
and Mike Wallace at one point had we had him for a lot of money. You can't just go out and be the sexy team in the off season. You, you can't you can't win the off season Super Bowl. You got to do it during the season. It's got to be built. We we got to we got to continue to focus on the draft, patch in guys, but you, you can't overpay for guys that are veteran players. We had a lot of guys that didn't, in my opinion, didn't live up to their contracts last year. And uh, and that's just got to get better. So I, I still got to see better overall talent. I got to see smarter players uh, than we had this year, and and guys that that play the game the right way. Because we had a lot of stupid, lazy penalties that will just kill you. That they had chances to win, especially on home games, that got away from them. That uh, just can't happen in, in this league. Well, one thing I know for sure, I just started having the opportunity to coach Joe this year for my son's high school, and and we always have this conversation in our in our meeting conversations in our meetings, and it's it's the product on the field is going to look like how these guys are being coached during the week, right? And so if they're looking lazy, if they're undisciplined, you know, while the players are total control on the football field, but they're only going to give you the behavior that's allowed to happen during the, during the practice week. Uh, when it comes down to it. But I think offensive line-wise, give me your take on what they may do in the, in the draft at that 11 pick uh, to maybe help out Orion Tannehill when it comes down to coming back and being healthy. Do they go after this kid? What's his name? Michael McClinchy, the offensive tackle out of uh, Notre Dame? Uh, Cordell, they're, they're definitely going to look at the top guards and, and tackles. There, there is no question uh, that they will look at either upgrading a guard position or a tackle position for sure on this team. I, I, I think they're, they're looking right now. They like Jesse Davis a lot. He was a guy, a rookie free agent who, who not a rookie free agent, but a, a free agent who came in and, and played well at guard once he got a chance to play, and we saw him get better and better. I know some of the, some of the team believes he'll be a better right tackle, so they they got to make a decision right now on that. And then from there, uh, yeah, I, I'm not completely – I wouldn't be shocked to see him take an offensive lineman in the first round at either guard or tackle if if they think it's a guy that they can they can draft and literally day one when they're all out there working out together go hey guys I'd like you to meet the new starting guard or tackle put him in there day one and and let him go that could happen too offensive line play especially to start the year got better over the last four or five games but but not good enough to the first 10 or 12 games Hey, Cordell, you talked about something that that's you, you're right on the money. When, when you're making mistakes, you're not running routes right, you're not coming back and fighting for the ball enough, and balls are getting intercepted. Even if they're bad throws, receivers got to come back and, and fight for you and, and get the ball batted down so you can line up for another snap and, and, and not get your defense in bad field position and do your assignment and not freelance. And, and all those things are so important. And I know that's one of the most frustrating things for Adam Gase that uh, I think he's going to really crack down on and, and be more of, of a hard ass this offseason when he's talking about those kind of things. Yo, as you probably know, we carry all the NFL play-by-play on TuneIn Premium. Really enjoy what you and Jimmy and Bob do every Sunday. You have great chemistry. So thanks so much for joining us today on the NFL on TuneIn. Hey, listen, it's the National Football League, the league that never sleeps, man. It's always (laughs) fun. Thank you guys very much. 
You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.